You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Good, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the boys is back. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, it's your boy Raynell Jamal. This is the AZs and Rupus podcast. Dig. I got my brother in the building. Who's in the building with me? This is your boy Jay Davis. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter uh-huh. at J A Davis Roman numeral two. You can also find me at uh, at my website www.jdavis.co. Go ahead and hit me up on all my socials. Uh, at R A Y N E L J A M A L, and that's uh Raynell Jamal. Hit up the uh podcast at A Z S R O T B R E W S P O D A Z Rupus Pod. That's Twitter and IG. Listen to this episode, previous episodes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and on my website, Raynell Jamal.com. Get all the episodes on there. Oh. Go ahead and comment. Leave us some positive vibes. Give us five stars if you're feeling it. And most of all, tell somebody about the podcast that you think might enjoy us and our shenanigans. You dig? You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Uh, yes, Tribe, yes, sir. Yes, sir. what's good? How has been, Tribe? What's been popping with y'all? You know, we in the new year already. You know what I'm saying? And uh, how has the new year been for y'all, man? How's the new year been to you so far, Jay Davis? Bro, it has been as real as real gets. Okay. Real talk. Right. Real talk. Like, so, to be honest with you, Tribe, your brother's been having a couple of technical difficulties. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know what happened. Right. My laptop was in my bag. Mm-hmm. A water bottle crushed. Okay. In my bag. Okay. Bro, my screen went black. Okay. Okay. It got, it got, def- it got weird. I don't, but the fact is. I went to Apple. Mm-hmm. They said they couldn't find no water. Uh, whoa. I said, what? Okay. So, now, bro, I have to go to Apple. Mm-hmm. They have to do a little couple of tests. Right. Ain't nothing showing up on the hard drive. Okay. Like, yo, son, what's going on? Right. And then I had to go to Best Buy, get a new hard drive, get a hard drive enclosure. And now Apple has my laptop. They fixed me. So, not all is bad, mm-hmm. but it's been real. Mm-hmm. It's been so real. Mm-hmm. Music has been fun. What have I done musically? I've done enough. It's been good. <laughs> right. It's been good. It's been no. It's really been a good year. But like just the tech, the technical difficulties, bro, has been has been so 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 real. So, I mean, for me, like this year has been just like I think it's been a year of a. Uh, well, it's definitely been a year of growth so far. Like learning so much, learning about myself, trying to get uh, trying to get you know rid of the things that I don't need in my life, and trying to grow in the areas where I need to. So, right. I'm man, actually, man, let's get into this real quick. So, what is one of the things you've learned going into this new year? You know what I'm saying? This first month, we January. This is January. We're about to go into February, right? Yeah. Tribe. Let's ask yourself this question. Let's have this open discussion right now. What is one thing that you learned one month in man, to that's 2019? All right. So I think, man, one of the biggest things that I learned is consistency really is key. Right. I think, like, for me, one of the, like, one of the things is um, 
and I know this is going to sound so weird because we're like we're built as human beings are built a particular way but like and sometimes in order to get what you really want you really have to take the, the feelings out of it right and just go for it right you know what I mean like so for instance like this year one of the things that I've really been trying to do better is just like better my health right and um just really better my health so but in order to do that, I have to wake up early in the morning. I actually kind of got – I learned that from you. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, after work in the evenings, man, like, things do take place. Things right. like, things really do come up. So, like, I don't really talk about it. Like, I don't – I you know, I need to do a better job of sharing and not being over, like, hypersensitive or like, – I can't tell nobody my secrets. But the fact is, like, in order for me to work out, I have to – I have to wake up early in the morning. Right. Um, it's rare that I can get an evening or – I don't like the gym in the – I realize I don't like the gym in the evening. Mm-hmm. Really, because the gym that I go to is like it's not a bigger chain gym. Right. It's like a very small, like boutique gym, and it's right. a great gym, and I get the results that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally, like I have to in order to wake up, like because I have to go to work. Um, if I don't wake up in the morning, like on time, right, I won't make it to the gym. Right. And so I'll miss like I have a goal each week that of the amount of times I need to be in the gym. Right. And um. And so, like, for me, I, one of the things that I have to do, especially in February, I really have to take the emotions out of, like, man, sleep is going to come. You know, I sleep better when I work out than right. when I don't, you know. Right. And I've been right. realizing that lately because I haven't been as consistent, at, like, at the end of this year with, like, my gym intake. Right. Um, and even, like, for me, one of the things, too, um, I really, like, it was crazy. So, like, these last – Three days, two days, two and a half days. I probably eaten the worst that I've eaten all year. Right, and um, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of personally, it's frustrating, and um, I don't want um, like food to take control of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that I, I really learned about myself. Like I love food. Like you know, bro. Like New right. Year's New Year's Eve. Right, right. Man, your boy had the spread. <laughs> right, right. You feel me? Right. Like, and so, hey, hold on, you ladies and gentlemen, try. Your boy was shopping. I was surprised. You know what I'm saying? I was surprised. Try a little, try a little something right Yeah, here. you know what I'm saying? Had a little, a little taco bar. It was nice. You know you what know? I'm saying? Me and Chocolate enjoyed that thing. With a little, with a little guacamole it on the side nice, right You know what I'm saying? It was good. It yeah. was good. But honestly, man, like, I learned, like, I learned, like, as it's going to pertain to, like, dieting this year, um, like, a, a healthy, proper diet, like, drinking more water. Right. Eliminating soda, eliminating like even coffee, like mm-hmm. the, the good good stuff. I had mm-hmm. a vanilla latte today. It was actually pretty tasty. <laughs> right, right. But still, in all of in all of that, like I have to be okay with taking feelings out of certain things. Right. Because when you kind of get trapped, then three months later, like when I'm like fatigued and not feeling like my best, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm going to have to be accountable to myself. You right. know what I mean? Like I'm. Not saying that I don't have accountability partners, but I, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm at an age where, like, I can't blame it on people anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have to really, um, I really have to be okay with just, like, taking the feelings out of it. So, like, consistency, like, I really believe that consistency is key. Um, finding, um, and if I could just do, like, a 1B of that, I think consistency is key, but truly understanding what balance means for me. Right. Because my balance is going, balance for me might look a little different for other people, but um, I think having a, a healthy sense of balance, having a, a healthy sense of self-control in every ev- in every area of my life is going to allow me to um, attain the success that 
um, that my heart desires. You know right, what I mean? Right. Not so much the external success that people think I should have or what I think I should have for other people, but literally having a um, a true focus for myself. So, yeah, man, that's like the lesson, like just being being consistent, um, desiring, having a true – we talked about that in pregame, like mm-hmm. a true desire for self-control, right. a true desire for authenticity, like personal authenticity. Um, I think those are going to be the things that allow um, – the success to come, you know. So yeah, yeah, man. Um, what about you? Yeah, so I think I think what I'm gonna say is kind of like go piggybacks off of what you say, um, what you said. But uh, I would say for me, man, is like one thing I'm learning about learning this first month, and what I want to correct and make sure that I set up the rest of my year in my life. Yeah, is by realizing that lies suffocate discipline. Hmm. And it's the lies we tell ourselves. Woo! So the we, we believe the lies that we tell ourselves, it kills our discipline. It really just takes all the life out of it. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we'll share with the tribe. So as, for instance, <coughs> we start working on our, what we're working on, mm-hmm. right? I made a decision <coughs> that I was going to tell, that I wasn't going to, uh, that I was going to be very disciplined and strategic about creating. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but also making sure that I stay in a creative space, a creative zone, creative mindset. <clears throat> so I realized that I have to change what I'm constantly listening to, what I'm, li- what I'm watching, how I'm spending my time, my free time. You know what I mean? Um, so I have to make sure that I don't watch – hear or see anything that feed the lies that kill my discipline that's what i'm working on you know what i'm saying and not only discipline when it comes to creating but discipline in everyday life because you know what i mean saying so there's some things that i i really want to execute yeah you know like i'm you know sometimes we, we always want to like plan but we don't execute so i've been telling myself this will be the best year of my life because i'm going to execute this year you know that's if I can backpack off that, yeah. bro, like, I think one of the mistakes, I think, a lot of times, and I don't know if people realize this, but sometimes we oversaturate, oversaturate ourselves with goals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we'll put, like, 10 goals on, like, the list of this is what I'm going to accomplish this year. Right. And one of the things I did this year, I only gave myself three goals this right. year. Everything else is extra. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything really else, you know, everything else is extra. Um, and I got to go back to the, to the journal and see what those goals are. Right. Um. But everything else is extra. But, like, you know, I think sometimes, like, I think you're on a, a healthy path, you know. Um, one of the things that my dad, one of the things that my dad used to instill into me and my sister, when we were um, when we were younger, we used to say the saying every day before we walk into school. Mm-hmm. And we say, uh, today's the best day of my life because mm-hmm. Jesus lives bigger than me. Come on now. You know what I mean? Come on we, now. We learned that off this, uh, this, this TV show on TBN, but mm-hmm. we used to say that every day. Mm-hmm. So, for me... When I walk out the house now, man, and so we're talking about that was a consistent routine for the family. Right. Every day, like literally every day before I walk or like I start to drive off, I'm like, I just the best day of my life. Right. Because Jesus is big in me. You right. know what I mean? So. And that's good, man, because one, th- one of the mantras I've been telling myself is I could do all things through Christ. Through yeah. Like I literally have been telling myself that even where like I have a moment where I'm just feeling mentally drained or just, you know how it is where you just get into a dullness? Brother. You know what I'm saying? Woo. And that dullness 
will see will start to let let these lies get louder in your head. Oh, I yeah. could I could do it tomorrow. Oh, I got time. This, that, and the other. And I'm, what I'm trying to do is say, um, let's ex- let's eliminate the I could do it tomorrow, and let's replace that with I could do all things through Christ. That's good. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so that's just what I'm realizing. Like this month, it showed me like, you know what? Like, this is how you set your year off. You. This is how you continue in the same pattern if you continue to let those lies kill your discipline. That's good. So <clears throat> that's what I'm learning. So like I'm like I said, I'm working on that now. Whereas like, no, I need to create a like you said, I need to create a a, a daily routine. You know what I mean? Like, um, be purposeful in my daily routine. Yeah. To make sure I execute what I want to execute. Yeah. Because I have some goals, some big goals some things that I want to accomplish and it's not going to be, I'm trying. It's like, no, I will accomplish these things. And I feel like I have opportunities to do that. So, um, yeah, starting today, you know what I mean? Starting now, this is what I'm working on to set up my life. You know, I think sometimes we, we get into the mindset of like, Oh, I just want this year to be good, but it's like, no, I want my life to be good, bro. So like, let me get this stuff out of, out of my life. So my life can be good. That's good. You know that's what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's just what I'm learning. I'm just learning that, you know, the lies we tell ourselves kills our discipline. Yeah. So we just have to make sure, like I'm making sure that I just say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens yeah, me. Yeah, that's Nothing good. is too hard. Nothing is too big. The, the, um, the people that I'm drawing inspiration from or I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like, dang, I would love to do this. They just made a decision. Yeah. You know. So I'm making my decision to say, <coughs> yeah, I could do it through through Jesus Christ. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's bigger than me. <coughs> I'm gonna need to actually to re, and that's one thing I've been praying on, on too is a renewed mind for this particular area of my life. Yeah, man, that's good. A renewed mind. You yeah. know what I mean? So I can have the mindset I need to execute these plans I put before God. Yeah, I think too, man. Like, um on what you're saying is like, I think one of the mantras, one of my personal mantras, um, and I've been saying this, um, is man, you got to build with your eyes closed. Yeah. I think so. Once you're, what you're saying is like, (coughs) I think there's a twofold of what you said earlier. I think it's easy for us to see people that are doing it and be like, Oh man, they're doing it. Right. I think sometimes the issue is that it's like, man, Oh, they're doing it. And we, Stephen Furtick says it like this, like, we compare our behind the scenes with their highlight reel. Right. And right. so it's like, man, you can't compare because we don't know right. what the other people are, like, dealing with and going through. So, like, you literally have to do, like, for me, the goal, like, the desire is, like, man, like, this year, like, I want to build and I want to build with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, what I mean by that, not that, like, I'm just going to do whatever because so that stuff can be out of order, but it's just, like, that thing of, like, man, like, I can't comp- I don't want to compare myself. Right. I wanted to show love this year. You right. know what I mean? And, um, and that's also a discipline within itself. Right. You know what I mean? Not to covet, not to, not to be jealous, not to, to speak ill of other people's like goals and desires, but like really just go for it. You know what I mean? This right. year. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. I think that's, that's what we got to do. Tribe. We got to make sure that we, uh, we don't compare ourselves to others out there. Others, others to other people's journey. Yeah. Our journey is our own. You know what I mean? We got to accept it for what it is um, and just trust God through it, through it all, even through the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows, like for reals, like 
Um, we might see people out there. I mean, this is what I always tell people. Like, I tell people this, but I always, always tell myself this. Like, look, I don't know what that person. I don't know the thoughts that's going through that person's mind at, when they go to bed at night. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what people are really going through. All of us have battles in our minds that nobody will ever know about. Yeah. So it's like, you know, sometimes we compare ourselves to people, but do you want that mental battle that they're going through at night when nobody else is around? Bro, that loneliness. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, nah, bro, like, nah. So um, I'm just trying to be content in the what this journey is for me, but making sure I make the best out of it. Yeah. By just uh, being intentional and not letting these lies, you know, these things we tell ourselves. It could be doubt. It could be fear. It could be anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not good enough. You know, all of these things um, that we tell ourselves to keep us from moving forward in what we know we need to do. Yeah, man. And like I was telling Jeff earlier, it's at the point now in my life when it comes to certain things that it's like, I just don't want to be disobedient to God. Yeah. Point blank, period. I, yeah, just, I, I just don't want to leave this life being living in disobedience because I was too afraid to go for my dream. Yeah. Too afraid to go after my goals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know, man. Tell us what tell us what you think, man. What's what's one thing that you learned in this first month of the year? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because February's coming up and that's the love month. Oh yeah. Actually all year should be love months. You dig? I, I did. You did all did year that. should be love months. You gotta show your little lady or you gotta show your man, ladies, he did, that you feel them all year round. You know what I'm saying? Just don't let the fellas be pouring that out. You got to pour that into the fellas. Speak those things, Can I brother. say that, man? Can I say that one more time? Don't say let us pour it out, ladies. You got to pour it into the fellas, too. You know what I'm saying? So if it, God put it upon your heart to bless that man with some LeBrons or some Jordans, do it. Bless don't you be disobedient. Bless him. <laughs> bless him. Bless him. Bless him. I wear size 12. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to go ahead and anybody want to bless your brother with a size 12 J's, you know what I'm saying? I prefer 11s or 1s. Or infrared 6s. Infrared 6s and 4s are coming out. We got a little, just hit me up. I guess to provide you a list of things if you want to. The list. You know what I'm saying? Um, some albums I want to get, some records, you dig? You know, some things out here, ladies and gentlemen. But look, and also February is Black History Month. Let it be known. You dig? Black History Month, the month of black excellence, and we're going to celebrate it big. That's what we do up here. So, but look, check this out. We've been telling y'all this. We've been hitting at it. Now we finna get to it. We are going to give you our top 10 albums individually of 2018 that we enjoyed. Yes. If you heard of these projects, hey, yo, salute to you. If you haven't, check them out. This is what I like. This is what Jeff's like. Chris is not here. Salute to Chris. We will get his top ten on the next episode. On the next episode, we're going to get Chris's. You know what I'm saying? And then on that next episode, we're going to get into our Super Bowl picks. Let's go. You feel what I'm saying? But right now, what we're going to do right now, the top ten albums of 2018. Jeff, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Give your albums first. Okay. After you give your ten... No, let's do your honorable mentions first. Let's do honorable mentions first. Your right. honorable mentions first. When you're done with that, I'll give my honorable mentions. Then we're going to go into the top 10. Okay, honorable mentions. There were there were 12 
honorable mentions, 12 of them? There was 12. Okay. Go ahead and let the people know what they are, brother. All right. So, um, hold on. Hold, go ahead. Go ahead. Sean Martin's uh, Focus. So, Sean Martin is a um, a dope keyboard player who is um, played for, like, the likes of uh, Snarky Puppy. Um, it's just is a great trio album. So, if you... Uh, if you like jazz, Sean Martin Focus, Focus album is like really dope. Um, Be Okay by Zoe Worship. They did this really um, like kind of like a really dope um, like they just really infused like a good pop sound, um, a, a good pop sound like with like really good uh, lyrics. But I think what was also good about the album is that it wasn't over like it wasn't over churchy it wasn't oversaturated with church you know what i mean like churchy not saying that we need the church so i that came out so wrong but it was a great album layla bell um um love to the moon you know that album was really dope why i put that as an honorable mention because all the proceeds went to her foundation if you guys don't know who layla bell was she was a dope singer um that was signed to pharrell's label um, unfortunately, passed away with her husband in like a massive car accident. Um, right. I think last was that last year. That was last year. That was last year, so it was really good. Leon Bridges, good thing. I just really thought that was like a really solid album. Okay. Um, just a really good like soul pop record. Um, Noah Kahan, hurt somebody. I heard that in the airport, man. I just fell in love with it. Like, mm-hmm. so if you like um, the likes of James Bay, uh, John Mayer, I think that's a really good album to check out. Man, I just want to show some love to uh, two homegrown individuals, Gil Gatsby and Zy- Insert, Insert, not Insight, Insert, title here. Mm-hmm. That was just a banger from um, head to toe. The only reason I didn't put it in my top ten because of the, the time that it came through the year. I didn't really get a lot of time to super marinate on it, mm-hmm. but I love the record. Hop, who, I, who am I? That's another homegrown. That's another brother. Um, Hop, hashtag, who am I? Again, great record from top to bottom. Really, like, you could feel, like, just the lyricism. Um, I think just the placement for me, um, when he f- pushed it out, I just didn't give me a lot of time to like really compare to other albums mm-hmm. at the moment. So that's why I just put it there. Nate Smith Pocket Change, just because it was like, you can't even put it as like a jazz record. It was just dope because it was just an instrumental drum record where he just played drums on it. And it was like 13 tracks of drums. Dope record. Um, Hillsong Young and Free uh, 3 or Roman num- numeral 3. I'm not sure what that was like, but. Is a third album was a live record, dope record. Again, time and placement of the record, why I didn't make top ten. Hillsong Worship, There Is More, um, was a really, a really great, really great record. Um, if you need uh, just some good meditation, um, real good meditation music. And then um, last but not least on my uh, my honorable mentions, The Brilliant Sweet, number one, O Dreamer. And if you guys know me, you know I love the brilliance. I think they're dope instrumentalists. They're dope writers. Just overall, just friggin' amazing. So that's my uh my twelve uh, notable mentions. <laughs> twelve notable mentions, brother. Okay, I'm gonna give y'all my notable mentions. Number one notable mention. I love this album. I loved it. Um, but it didn't make my top ten. Um. Swoops album. <laughs> I know this in your top ten, right? <laughs> but okay, I it's not in my top ten. But I love the project. Um, I thought it was very dope. Uh, all right, 
Um, another honorable mention. <laughs> my bad, brothers. My bad, fam. Um, Black Thoughts, Volume One and Volume Two. Uh, um, damn, not Project. Um, uh, the the two of projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black yeah. Thought Volume. His projects, Volume One and Volume Two. Um, man. Still kind of hurt about that snip, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, man. My bad, brothers. Uh, oh, that Black Thought Projects, as a fan, like those who know me know, Black Thought is one of my favorite M's, Extremes of Thought, Volume One and Volume Two. Um, um, I mean, put like this, man. It delivered what I've always wanted from a Black Thought solo album. Got you. You know what I'm saying? It really did. Uh, just it gave me that. It satisfied the hunger of that bar, like just truly hip hop bar heavy, and just the production. That's my type of hip hop. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't put it top ten. Um. Because I felt it, but maybe there were some better projects throughout the of the year. Um, but it would those two projects definitely were dope. And it's something I would if you're a hip hop head, check those joints out. If you like bars, check them like joints bars, out. Bars, bars. Like bar bars. Like that's just that's what I like. Um another one, I have two more. Oh, uh, Shana. Sean C. Johnson's album "Days Like This." Yeah, that was a that was a nice one. That was a dope one. Check that out. It was an honorable mention. And my last one is Chris Dave and the Drumheads. That was a great album. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't believe I didn't put that in my uh my my notable in my top ten. Yeah, that was a dope project. So um definitely check out that. So that's again, I got honorable mentions. I got Swoop. Um, Black Thought Volume One and Volume Two, Stream of Thoughts Volume One and Volume Two, Sean C. Johnson's album Days Like This, and then um, Chris Dave and the Drumheads Project. That's a good list, dude. You know, that's my honorable. Now let's go. Let's go. So you go give your number ten, then I'll give my number ten, and we'll go back and forth. Okay. Like that. So okay. So your number ten is all right. So this is not in order. Okay. But I'll just I know what my number one is. So I'll just start this as my number ten. So I think the Tori Kelly uh, hiding place was my number ten. Ooh, I should put that in my number ten. Yeah, I think that was just a fresh project. Right on, but I think ahead, that was just a, I think that was just a fresh project for for um for like the CCM gospel record. I feel like it was just a good blend. Kirk Franklin blazed blazed that. Right. Totally forgot about the Chris Heads, uh, the, the the Chris Day Drumheads uh, record. I want to make sure that I'm right. Yeah. My other honorable mention before I go into my top ten okay. is um, Elevation Collective Evidence. Bro, I can't forget. Believe I forgot about that. That was a great. That was my other one. I forgot to tell you. Yes. Y'all want some worship music? I'm gonna be honest with you. If you if you a church boy like I'm a church boy, if you a man of God, a man of one, a woman of God, or whatever, you need some of that throne music. That 
throne. You know, not the throne music where you know this. This is gonna put you at the feet of the Father. You dig? Yeah. Oh, easy. Go ahead and check that joint out. Like for real, for real. Now, my number ten. And I don't have my list in any particular order. I'm creating an order right now. Um, but um, keep on going. No particular order. Okay, so I'm gonna give my number ten will be Gil Gaspy's insert title here. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Um, of course, Gil is the homie. Gil is the homie. Um, but I was highly impressed with this project. Oh, it was a great project. I was impressed with the flow of. I was just impressed with everything about the project. To be honest, like um, the messaging of it, um, the production for sure, and just how he sequenced that album. Like that was his classic album. Yeah. That and it felt like it. It felt like it felt like he was like. It felt like he was like. I'm going for it. Yeah. I'm really gonna go for it, and he that confidence you felt the confidence in how he delivered that project. Yeah, like hearing every song, his approach on it, what he talked about, how he went about it. You could hear that he was like, "I'm going to make a great album," and I think for me, being a being a being a being that he's my homie and an artist that I truly like respect, um, and just knowing you know some some things that he shared on social media, some things that he's went through. It has made that project even more special to me. Yeah. It was like, yo, okay, this was like, this was, if there's an album that, like, you know how they can say um, essential album, albums on Apple Music? Yeah. This would definitely be on the essential albums of Gil Gaspy. That's good. So, Gil Gaspy's insert title here is my number 10. Cool. So, my number 9 is The New Respects Before the Sun Goes Down. Okay. So, bro, you actually introduced me to that album. Mm-hmm. And it's a I very, very, Ooh. very dope album. So, for me, um, to be honest with you, I felt like this record helped me dream again. Mm. Um, it helped me. Did it like, take you back? Bro, it took me I know. so <laughs> back. Woo! When I heard it, I was like. It brought me so back, but it also brought me the joy of what, just the joy of being able to play, mm-hmm. the joy of being able to create, the joy of, um, I hear authenticity, authenticity on this record. I don't feel like it, it's, I don't think it's uh, refurbished, I don't think it's packaged. I just feel like these were individuals that really got to do their thing. I remember when I sent you that clip of them rocking on that one joint, bro, and it just brought me back to like Jackson Five with like a like a hint of Jimi Hendrix. Like, mm-hmm. it just was really good good to me. So, uh, the new respects before the sun goes down is my number nine. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. You want me to hit my number eight while I'm here? No, no, no. I'm 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 gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, but why right now? I will do this. I'm gonna give you guys three of my notable singles. So Justin Timberlake say something featuring featuring Chris Stapleton, I felt like man that was just a necessary record. Anderson Pack featuring K Dot Tense was a dope single to me this year. Kenyon Dixon don't take your love away, don't take away your love. If you guys don't have the Kenyon Dixon record, grab it. And then Truth Band featuring B J the Chicago Kid, I love you, are my four notable singers singles of the year two thousand. Okay, um, my next one is The Truth Vet 
the record I forgot. That's number nine for me. Um, I just felt like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, sometimes you have your favorite. Truth is my favorite Christian artist, Bro. Christian hip-hop artist of all time. Point Blake, period. He's the he's my Christian hip hop goat, right? Oh, easy. So, um, um, okay. Shit, I don't want to get too dirty. Um, he, uh, I was kind of concerned, right, for these reasons, being that the culture musically has shifted so many times since the last time we put out a project. I was like, how is he going to adapt? Become, be honest with you. Love this artist that I'm about to mention, but it's no disrespect to him. But like, I don't want truth to go into a Shaolin lane where the music starts sounding really dated and like, hey, this is what I'm gonna give you. I ain't switching. I'm gonna be like this. I'm gonna stay. And it's not to hate because Shaolin is he has a lane of his own and right. it's necessary for Christian hip hop, right? Um, but I don't really enjoy listening to his music that much because I feel like it sounds outdated. Got you. You know what I'm saying? Now I know lyrically he's giving you that that food, right? That, that like buffet. He's bro. giving you that that manna, right? <laughs> but I feel like you know it's the same manna from the time when God gave it to the people of Israel. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the truth is what is the the truth is like R Jay Z, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or you could say like I he's like a Jay Z or Nas, like you know what I'm saying, or a Black Thought. Like these are elder statesmen who mean a lot to hip hop culture, right? But what makes these artists great is that they're able to still uh, move along with the times while still being themselves. Yeah. And with that, I felt like the truth did a great job of that. Yeah. It was. I was truly impressed. I was. I do. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna buy truth regardless. But when I heard it, I was like, Yo, oh, his flow, his 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 messaging. The production was crazy. The too. production was crazy. The messaging. I felt like he was able to flex on us a little bit and was like, Did y'all forget? Like this is bro, bicycle. You know what I'm saying? Punches in the air. Like I just felt like he was really like. He really. He was he was unapologetically saying, "I ain't got I ain't going I ain't going nowhere I ain't going nowhere and I'm the vet." Unapologetically, I'm the vet. I'm I could still rhyme with the best of them. I could still whatever y'all choose to do, I could do, but I'm the vet. Yeah, and uh, I was impressed with that. That's my that's my number nine. That's so my, my, number, my nine. number eight is August Green. August Green. Okay. I just okay. felt like um, this record. I feel. Like it proved the excellence of healthy music culture mm-hmm. across the board. Had Common, one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Okay. Robert Glasper, who even at such a young age is a legend. And Kareem Riggins, who um Cream Briggins, who is like, who is a legend within himself? You know what I mean? To get the respect of like the likes of like Jay Dilla, Questlove, Chris Day. Mm-hmm. I just really feel that this record like gave, um, 
gave an essence that you don't have to sell out in order to be to be popular. Mm-hmm. I feel like this record also proved that everybody can eat and everybody can win at the same time. Like you know, when we look at the NPR performance that they did with um, with like Brandy, um, Audrey Day, and like uh, a Mumu Fresh, you know what I mean? Like we really see like the essence of like musicianship and some more Penderhues and um, uh, uh, Bernice and. Um, DJ Dummy, you know what I mean, and like I, you know, you just really saw like truly what like I didn't really see e- I didn't see no ego, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I really like honestly like I feel like this this album is like really like a good sense of like the blend of like jazz jazz hip and hip hop, you know what I mean. Like it, how both can work hand in hand, how old and new can work together. So um, R and R R put uh, I mean August Green. Um, the Augury Green album was, I think, just really another like album that it really just helped me dream again. Mm-hmm. It made me want to create. It made me want to work with people. So, yeah, man, that's a uh, that's just my number eight right there. <laughs> All right, my number eight is uh, Lupe Fiasco's Dragas Wave. Yeah, man, that was a dope album. Yeah, man, like I did that. That caught me completely off guard. Yeah. Um. And for those that don't know, Lupe Fiasco was a beast, one of the greatest rap rappers, like technical skill rappers we probably ever had. Yeah. Um, but he put out an album. It's like a double album. So it's called Dragas Wave, uh, which is like drugs in um, Spanish is Dragas mm. and Wave. But what he w- what it was was one s- disc, like the first nine, I believe, nine to ten songs was a was a story, which was kind of a crazy concept. Yeah, um, about slaves, it's, and you gotta listen to it. Yeah, the second disc was more of that classic Lupe feel, mm. and he got this joint on there called King Nas, which is incredible. It's not even; it has nothing to do with Nas. It's a, actually a song that's um, paying tribute to his nephews. Um, but it's just how he wrote it, how he put it. Yeah. How he put that song together, his flow on that joint, ju- it just feels amazing. It's the same producer that did Kick Push. So, uh, but he got on that second disc, there's other songs in that vein from that producer. And you just feel that it's the closest thing we get to the, I would say, the cool Lupe. Mm. You know, so we got the Kick Push Lupe, then we got the second album, The Cool. Um, this is like the closest we got to that. It was a great independent album. So if you're a Lupe, Lupe Fiasco fan, please check out Dragon's Wave. Uh, dope. I mean, like I said, it has the M- like MC in me, hip hop head in me. It definitely just made me feel like oh, I've been waiting for something. This is like what I need. I need this. You know what I mean? Um, just well written, well produced album. And uh, actually, it made me like, dang, I'm looking forward. Because I feel like Lupe started to get a little bit too... Too deep? Too, yeah, too nerdy for me. Like, too... Yeah, his concepts tried getting a little bit too out there. And I felt like this was more grounded. Even though the story part of the album is... It's an eclectic story. Like, it's very vivid and it takes you places. But overall, that's a great body of work, I believe. I, I found myself coming back to that project often throughout the years. So that's my number eight, Lupe Fiasco. Okay, cool. Good stuff, man. Uh, my number seven is Bob Reynolds, his uh, album Quartet. Um, man, Bob Reynolds, again, um, another member uh, 
from the John Mayer, uh, the John Mayer band, played for Snarky Puppy, and was also like played on like other great records. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, I if I want to listen to like more hardcore stuff, um, like lyrically, like I have to have my headphones on. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was really able just to listen to this album like loudly, like in the office without bothering people. Right. And every time I pass by, people are like, "Oh, who is that? That sounds so good." Right. And for me, again, it was just one of those albums where I think a lot of these albums for me are personal. Right. Like what you guys would like, what we'll start to see, um, into probably into my top four. Right. Four albums, but like my ten through like five, my ten through five are like very personal. But the Bob Reynolds album, man, like, it was, like, probably the more, like, subdued album on my top ten. Mm-hmm. Not, like, a lot of change in, like, um, like in tempos. Not a lot of change in, like, um, different melodies. But it was just, like, overall, it was just one of those albums, like, man, like, you just really want to go, make you just want to go to the beach and listen to the ocean. Right. And for me, like, Bob Reynolds, like, if you ever get to listen to him, like, his phrasing, his um his ability to to connect dots it was just a well written album like the musicians are like a list guys right um it's just a really good album and he actually so he put out an album before that i believe it's called guitar music or guitar songs mm-hmm. and so like what the band is there's no keyboard player it's a drummer and like two or three guitar players and a bass player mm. and him really dope stuff like really dope stuff but he did some he did some redos in a quartet setting so it was him on saxophone this dude by the name of chad horton on drums um this guy by the name of Russell playing keyboard and uh uh playing like piano and keys and this guy on bass mm-hmm. and bro like when i just say like it's just like like it's that carnegie hall like type music so it was just so it was so 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 just a great album so if you get the opportunity, I would even say, like, before you buy the album, go on YouTube and uh, type in Bob Reynolds Quartet and watch, like, the recording. You could just really see, like, the love that was in the playing. Right. So it was, like, one of those al- al- it was like one of those albums when it came out, man. Like, I literally could listen to, like, every day, like, um, every day. If I could just throw this one uh, honorable mention. Wait, did that album come out this year or came out last year? No. Yeah. Honorable mention for last year. My boy Leonard Jarman, he just put out a, a, a instrumental album called Morning Songs. If y'all need some, did he really? Yes, he did. Wow. Um, okay. I didn't even know that. Bro, you talk about uh, I I ran into him the other day, um, and I told him, bro, I, I listen to this, I listen to your album like almost every day. J- also, our 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 brother John Starworthy just came out with the album called Attributes of God. Yes. Yo, where can they get these albums from? They can get them on all uh uh um. Uh, distri- online distribution. Okay. So, uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, just your, you know, those. But amazing albums. Just want to throw those out. So, yeah, Bob Reynolds, um, that's my number seven. All right, so my number seven is uh, Royce the Five Nines, Book of Rain. You know, as y'all see, I'm a hip-hop head. You know, this is just, it's just rap music is what I like. You dig? Yeah. But I like this one because, uh, first of all, Royce the Five Nines is a, is, a, is, a, is a monster. One of the best freaking lyricist MCs that is out there period today yeah. right now living um there's things that this dude do his metaphors his flow it's just amazing what makes this album great is that this was 
his first time really making a very it, so the book of Ryan is basically is the book of his life. Mm. When I tell you he like basically unzipped himself, opened it up, was like this is me. Mm. And how he did that lyrically was able to t- like how he was able to tell his story, his family's background because you know he um, he struggled with alcoholism and drug addiction most of his career. So over these last two albums, projects that he put out, um, he did one with DJ Premier, but he's been sober. So he was talking about how he had to basically, um, you know, in the interview, he was saying, like, what makes this album so great to him is that he, first of all, this is his first solo album being sober. Wow. And on top of that, you know, like not being on, he's an alcoholic big time, not drinking or whatever, right? He said that um, he wasn't sure if he was able to rap the same way if he wasn't. Wow. And he said the project he did with, you know, Prime, the project he did with Preem, showed him that he could. So he had enough confidence to create the album that he always wanted to create. And he felt like he's rapping better and was able to be more clear-headed this project around because he's being sober. So he t- he, t- he wrote a st- uh, the album and it's really about his life. He has a song called Cocaine where he's singing and he talks, dude, it's so dope. He talks about how his father um, was addicted to cocaine and his because his father was addicted to cocaine, he realized that the addict in him was in his bloodline. Wow. But his father went to rehab and overcame a cocaine. So because his father was able to go to rehab and overcome his addiction, it gave him the power he needed to go to rehab and overcome his addiction. Wow. When I'm talking about powerful stuff, bruh, I salute. I'm always going to give it up to MCs that are not afraid to step away from the norm of mainstream rap and give you something that is like soul bearing. Yeah. Like, he was able to tell his story in a way that was just, to me, beautiful. It was just like, but but still be an MC though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not water down his lyrical prowess. Still be who he is as one of the best rappers, like technical MCs out right now. But still give you storytelling. Still give you dope MC, like records. Just yeah. Still give you Royce. But say, I'm going to give you Royce. Like, unzip and show you. I'm going to give you the real Royce. Yeah. So, Book of Ryan by Royce the Five Nine. That's your number seven. That's my number seven. So, number six for me is R plus R equals now. Oh, speaking. Okay. Um, I got that on my list too. I'll tell you where I have it on mine after you t- after you do yours. So, I put that as number six again. Like the whole idea of a team. Like, okay. And I think for me, what solidified this album, two things I think solidified this album for me. I think seeing them live. Right. And then seeing Terrace Martin live at the end of the year. Okay. Okay. Like, did they do any records off of that project? Nah, bro. But that rec- that out that concert, that show right there, it's crazy. I'm already knowing. Like you, you like I think this is my opinion. We thought a lot of people going in thinking that they were gonna get a hip hop show. Mm-hmm. They got educated because yeah, he's a real jazz head. They got educated, bro. Right. Because literally the next day, bro, like there was a um video of him or like he shot a picture of him working with Herbie Hancock. Right. Like and this dude is like Yeah, people don't people don't realize like he's really into like he's hood. He's hood but he's a super jazz head. 
like genius, bro. Yeah. Like okay, so genius. So yeah, that's my number six. I have that as number three on my list. No way. Yeah. Yeah. No way. So, for all the reasons you said, and I will tell you the uh, so. I'll, yeah, I'll just tell you it's number three. Tell me now. Might as well. Because like I was looking forward to that project, and I was wondering. I thought I was like, okay, is this gonna be a compilation? Mm. That's what I was saying. I was like, oh, maybe this is gonna be a compilation. Like, okay, one track is Christian, one track, you know what I'm saying? Because so many people, it'll it make a full complete album, right? Yeah. But when I heard that joint as like a band band, I was like, ooh, I was at work like, this is incredible. Like, it had a vibe. Like a vibe vibe. It had a vibe. It had their own sound. Everybody was able to shine on that joint. Like a vibe. I was like, it didn't see it live. I was just like, yo, this is incredible. But we had good seats. Bomb seats. You know what I'm saying? Good seats. I sat behind Don Cheadle. You know what I'm saying? Bro. It was like speakers right in your face. And I'm so grateful we didn't have to stand. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> that's my number three. Yeah. So that was on my, that's my number three. But my number seven. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, so when we get to number three, you'll just know that's. R plus R equals nine. So we're on number six, right? We're on number six. Yeah. Hold on. My number six is the Carters. Wow. Yes. And it, was it because you saw them live? No. That's a good album, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Look, you already know I'm not a big Beyonce fan. Right. I like Jay-Z a lot. He's not like my favorite MC of all time, but I, th- I do think he's like technically the greatest of all time. Yeah. Because of his longevity. And this just proved that to me because, like, Jay-Z is in this place where he's old man Jay-Z right now, right? So, it's like in but the comics. Rapping like a grown man. Right, like, so, like, in the comics, they have old man Logan. This mm. is like, I kind of look at Jay-Z as, like, old man Logan. Yeah. But old man Logan in the comic books, like, Wolverine as an old man, he just stopped caring. He had more of a heart, but... It's got to the point where he was like, man, like I ain't like an old man, like I, I'm, I'm not gonna be pulling around with y'all kids, like what do y'all know? So anything that was just going down bad, he dealt with it, but he was just vicious with it. And I feel like with Jay Z, it started with 444. He was just, just pouring his heart out. He's pour his whole heart, like he really just, all right, look, I'm tired of playing the cool guy. Yeah, this is who I am. I feel like with the Carters, it like it is. If you think about it, it's like a trilogy. You got Lemonade. You got 444, then you got the Carters. Oh, my goodness. I never saw it from that perspective. Yeah. So you talk about the woman's, the wife's perspective of how the marriage fell apart. <clears throat> you take it from 444 as Jay-Z owning to his part of the marriage falling apart. And then Carters is done back back to love. But they're telling you, like, this is how we got back on love. This is how we got back on track. Um, He got the song Friends. Outcha. He smashes that, bro. It made me realize something like um, what Jay-Z is doing. Other artists have done it, but what Jay- why Jay-Z is being more, because he is Jay-Z. He's letting people know it's okay to get old and rap and mature. He's talking from a, this is, this is the husband Jay-Z. Yeah. Like, 444 was, like, husband Jay-Z, but, like... This is Sean. It's Sean. Right. This is Sean. Right. This is like, Carter. Yeah, like, Jay-Z could have been... The, the 444 could have been, like, this is Sean. Sean, right? 
but it's like it's like uh, how can I put it? It's like um, like I told you, it's like the cool guy getting embarrassed because he lost his girl, mm. but he got the prettiest girl in school, and you're like, dog, you how did that mess up? You was messing with Big Booty Judy. That's what ATL. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. what happened. That's why this happened. Like yeah. so it's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, man, I messed up, bro. This is what happened. So he's telling you, and then now he's like the old man on the porch, like, look, young boy, stay away from that because this is yeah, what's gonna happen yeah. to you. You see me and Miss Me and the lady, right? We got a healthy marriage because it is. So it's like the Carters is like both of them accept their roles as being husband and wife yeah. and was like, now we're presented to the world. Like, we finally on track. Yeah. I just love the way they approached it. I thought it was dope. I really yeah. did. Yeah. So, the Carters is number six on my list. So, number five is kind of like another underground album, but just the lyricism was so dope. No big deal, slowly. Oh, okay. Okay. Bro. I don't know. Dre Murray posted no big deal. I'd never heard of No Big Deal okay, before. Okay, I've heard of him before. Yeah, and I knew he had been out for a minute. Mm-hmm. But from track one to track, I think it's like 12 tracks on there. Mm-hmm. It was such a clean album. Great features. Um, great content. Great concept. Mm-hmm. Very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Like very, 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 very purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, again, one of those albums I was listening to like repeatedly. Um, I feel like for me, I felt like this album gave me, um, before that came out, right? Gave me a solid hope. There's another album that's on my list, um, oh. but it gave me solid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot something. But go ahead. It gave me a solid hope that uh, that Christian hip hop is not dead. Okay. It's one of the albums. It's not the only album, but it was one of the albums that gave me that hope. So no big deal by uh, Solar by no big deal was like a great album to me, like just really good. He really got some rave reviews um, and some backlash for his album as well. So, but it was a good album to me, man. So yeah, that's my number five. All right, so my number five is um, okay. Can I, can I give my uh, uh, honorable mention? I forgot to mention. Yes, sir. Um, hold on, let me just make sure I get it right. All right, the other one is um, both of her projects. Ah. I, I used to know her, the prelude EP part one and part two. Those are my honorable mentions. Ah. Yeah. Great honorable mentions. <laughs> Those two, Great right? Honorable now it goes to number five. My number five is LMA. Wow. <laughs> you are really surprising me today. LMA. I know, You are right? really surprising me today. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. That's a great album. It is a great album. I'm surprised <laughs> that you put it on my <laughs> yeah. honorable mention. It is. Let me make sure I get the name right. I know people was looking like, really? Bro, you are surprising me today. LMA album really surprising. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it's titled LMA. Um, that Chris Brown joint? Bro, she got joints. She got bro. bops. Can I say box? Like, Am I too old to say box? No, she got joints. Dude, it, the song with John Legend is fire. The song with her is dope. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. This surprised me. Like, I had a homegirl just hit me up was like, yo, have you heard the LMA project? And I was like, no, I don't know about that. She was like, trust me, you're going to like this. You know who we got to give props to then? Army. Yeah. And DJ Mustard. Yeah. 
because yo, when I heard that DJ Mustard was producing some of that, he well, that's his artist, like bruh. He like I felt like he went to like the the kitchen and was like, I gotta try every spice that I got in here, and we gonna make it work because that doesn't sound like a DJ Mustard no. record. No. I think. And I think the, the dope thing about what he did was he didn't make it all DJ Mustard production. He was able to get with people that was able to match the vibe he was pro- he was providing for, and they still did it in a very R and B way. Yeah, he's it was dope, man. I'm not gonna lie, that album was dope. The song Harmony Samuels did, I was like, Whoa. which one did he do? Which one? I think. Oh man, which? I'm I'm I don't want to. But you yeah. Um, he produced one of them joints for them. It's just fire, bro. Yeah. Her album was dope. Actually, I listened to it a, a quite a bit. Yeah. And I was just like, ooh, I was like, okay, LMA. Yeah. Her, LMA and her really, uh, for mainstream R&B, really made me be like, yo, okay. It's not dead. Um, it's dope. Um, there's another artist I'll mention real quick, um, Ari Lennox. Yes. She's dope. That joint that you sent me. She's dope. She got some other joints too that are dope. Um, yeah. That's for those who don't know. Just an honorable mention person, artist to look out for Ari Lennox. She's a J. Cole's artist. Mm. Um, she's the one that does most of the singing on his recent stuff. Got you. So, but LMA is my number five. So, since you gave us your number three, I'm gonna give you number four and number three. Mm-hmm. So, um, my number four is Andy Minio, The Sword. Okay. So, I love. Did I say? So Andy, I said Andy Minio, the Arrow was on my notable mentions. Okay, felt like that was a bomb prelude, and I struggled because I wanted to give them just a tie on that. But bro, like the intro to the sword is like, what if your greatest fears are smaller than you think? You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I put it like this: I was talking to my girl, and when I knew she's a huge music head, like we get into arguments like all the time. Well, not arguments, but just low-key debates of who has the better musical taste mm-hmm. but when i knew that me and her were on the same page about this joint mm-hmm. like and it's legit i was like yes this this is a, a banger right a like a bang 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 so why did you choose this one over arrow i just think the length i like the product the which one how, how, how many songs is um arrow's only five i believe okay the sword is wait which one was first the sword or the arrow Arrow was first. Arrow was first. So, right, the the sword. Mm-hmm. I think also just how he connected the the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the donuts joint, like, his features with, like, um, with Fonte. I, dude, that made me be like, whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, okay. You know. Okay, yeah, so it's like, it's uh, seven songs on the sword. Yeah, Andy Minya only had five on the, the Arrow. Um, with again, great like great album. Um, family photo is dope. Um, anxiety by um like anxiety on the arrow was amazing, mm-hmm. but I think what what um what got me was like the joint called None of My Business mm-hmm. and Friends, like like just I think just the complete. I really feel like each. Whatever I don't know what this third situation is going to sound like, but it just feels like Andy Minio, like on these records, this last compilation of records is just just stripping the layers off. Okay. 
dropping, just stripping layers off. And I felt like this was such a personal album. Like, it helped us dive deeper. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, man, yo. And then my number three, and again, I just want to say thank you. Justin Coughlin's Coming Home. Oh, okay, okay. I listened to this record so much where I got other people listening to this record. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, real, I, real. I listened to it just the other night, actually. And I was just like, yeah. again, another record that was One one thing I learned that some of those songs are covers, mm-hmm. like Strawberry Fields was like I guess like a John Lennon a John Lennon yeah. song. But his but his take on it is totally crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And the his story is crazy, losing his his full sight by the age of twelve, mm-hmm. but just being able to play like that, you know what I mean? Like the tutelage of like legends such as Quincy Jones, Derek Hodge, and like had a really strong mentor right. who was huge in the jazz game. So. Man, Justin that's Coughlin. Quincy, that's one of Quincy Jones' artists. Justin Co- Coughlin's coming home. So that you're a number. That was my number three. Three, uh, four and three. Okay, yeah. So my number four is Pusha T, Daytona. Mm. I just thought that joint was just saucy. Like, uh. mm. Yeah. Um, number one, I think Kanye, that whole good month should have not happened. I think it should have just started with Pusha T. It ended there. Ended there, and just they just kind of sprinkled the rest of the albums out throughout the year. Because what he did with Nas, I would never forgive him for. Even sure. though I didn't like that Nas album. He got joints on there. It's but such just, a bad album. But just collectively. I just, it didn't feel like a Nas album to me. Got you. It was only one song on that project felt like this is a Nas song. Um, I just felt like most of the projects... And I'm gonna get back to why I picked Pusha T album. Most of the projects from that month felt very rushed. Mm. And um, if you listen to the story about when they were in Wyoming, he was rushing stuff. Stuff he was scrapping stuff and rushing it. And it sounded like, like with the Tiana album, she had an issue with it because she basically said that Kanye switched up stuff and just put the album out. So what she heard before she left was totally different than what was released. Nas, I was just like, bro, what are you doing? The kids see Ghost Project. If you're into Cuddy, I'm not a Cuddy fan at all. So if you were a Cuddy fan, then that's your thing. Kanye album to me was trash. Yeah. Um, and I'm not to say that Kanye, I would say it's trash to Kanye's standard. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Because Kanye is the type of artist that give us. Gives, give us uh, he historic, gives, historic albums. Yeah, he, he has the first three to four albums. Are all classics. Actually, like his, he got five classic albums. Mm. If you really think about it, yeah, right. Go Daytona was the only one out of that month that felt like they took time with it. Yeah, it felt like it sounded like it. It was mixed. It felt like, oh, you could tell they took a year on this. You could tell they really was making sure that this was going to be a cohesive album. And I think, I think too, Pusha T seemed like he's one of those, like, this is no nonsense, so we're right. going, you know what I mean? And you feel that. So it's like, um, it just felt good. It, it felt so good. Like, it was a vibe. I feel like that was the best Kanye beats we've heard out of that whole run he did. Um, the samples was dope. I felt like just tell that it was very intentional like this is how it's going to be 
beats was fire. I, yeah. I love, I mean, I know Pusha T, everybody doesn't really feel Pusha T is coke raps. And I know that's like all he talks about, you know what I mean? And I would love to hear him talk about more things. Um, He's great. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. He, he is great at yeah. what he do. And to top it off, the Drake situation. The way he was able to just like give Drake a spanking in the midst of this, you yes. know what I mean? It just solidified like, oh, he was not playing. Yeah, like he was coming. He was going. He was coming for them throats, bro. Yeah, it, like Drake happened to jump out, and you were the one that caught it. But he didn't come at you with a lesser value than what the project gave you. He came you at you with that same, yeah, like intensity. It was like, oh. So you caught him at a wrong moment, basically. Like here yeah. we go. He was already in the zone. Yeah. And you caught him. So Pusha T Daytona is my number four. All right. So I just got I just gotta say this. Our our list this number two and number one is gonna be so funny. But it's just so cool, like, that there is so much music out there that our top list I think are both fire, but they're so different. Right. I, so that's different. what I love about this. Yeah, man. We'll make sure too, ladies and gentlemen, that we're gonna uh post our list in the description and you make sure you go and check out these projects if you haven't heard of, of what we're talking about. Alright, so my number two and number one is going to be my, very honest. They're very biased. Okay. Very biased, but I don't care. Uh-huh. So, Swoop Sunshine is my number two. Okay. I was so pumped. Okay. Get that's your guy. That is my guy. I got right. to meet him actually at the Native uh, North right. uh, workshop and concert. Right. My guy. Right. My guy. Right. So what, why'd you have it as your number two? I think... I already know what your number one is. I think your number one is going to be my number one. So, <laughs> and that's good, though. It's good. We, yo, we, we landed on <laughs> yeah, something, we bro. Land. We landed on something. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, feel like, I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but no, honestly, I feel like Lambo, when he did the Lambo single in right. 2017, I felt like that was just such a good... Oop, again, it kind of goes back to the idea of how I felt about Andy Mineo's uh, album. I feel like Swoop gave us a really opportunity to pull the layers off. Right. And I feel like, man, like one thing I remember he said this at uh, at the at the concert, like this was the first album where he felt like he captured a sound. Right. I think just the native whole crew. Right. Between like two into 2016 that's up to this one. moment. That's another company. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, uh-huh. I think. Um, they just did a, a great job of developing what authenticity looks like through the music. Mm-hmm. And um, so for me, um, for me, it was just like, man, like this album was good. The only thing that made me sad is he didn't put Lambo on Sunshine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I would put Swoop up genuinely. I would put him up with any rapper. I agree with that 100%. You, you know what I mean? Like He's I don't, that, that caliber of MC for sure. I don't just see him as like a, a CHH rapper. I see him as like, yo, He's you're, artist. you're a, a monster producer, right? monster keyboard player. And I just felt like we got an essence of his culture on this record. So, mm-hmm. man, Sunshine um, 2 was, Sunshine is my number two. All right. My number two is Fonte, No News and Hit Boys. Okay. I, now, man, let me tell you something. 
If there's any MC out there that I love, Fonte is one of my favorite artists. Period. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Little brother. Foreign exchange. Little brother. Foreign exchange. His solo work. His songwriting. His songwriting for TV shows, commercials, stuff he wrote for PBS. Bruh, let me tell you something. If there's an artist that I look at and I'm like, my man, he has made a lane for himself that is truly just amazing to watch. Yeah. You see his IG picture? No. He did change his IG picture? Not just you have, if you go to his page, you will see. Let me see. Let me see. Or do you want me to just put it out there? No, no, no. I'm about to see right now. I'm about to see right now. While while we own live. Yes. Be blessed, my brother. What is it? What is that picture? That's the is the album with him. DJ Quick, Quest Love, and two other people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I, I actually listened to that uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Fonte been hitting at this project for like what two, three years now, and people was actually waiting on it. It's supposed to come out last two thousand seventeen, and I remember he was saying like, "Look, um, I'm at a point now where I'm not going to put out anything solo wise unless I truly have something to say." And I was like, okay, I get you, brother, but you didn't promise us something. You feel me? And I don't like the way you're moving right now. So I need you to go ahead and get the album done. I don't want you to be promised me nothing. I got kind of mad at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he had got married during that time. Everything, right? And then he put out this body of work, and I was just like, it made me really, what I loved about this album, and I'll, and I'll go back, I listen to it all the time. It really made me realize, like, it's similar to what Jay Z gave us with, uh, with the um, four forty four. Was like he was able to just open himself up and just make you look at them totally different. Yeah. But his con, the subject matter he approached. Oh my! Like he got a song called "Expensive Jeans," right? Mm. And basically, what it's about is your family jeans. So it talks about taking care of yourself so it talked about how in the black community you know we don't talk about our health so we don't talk about like getting healthy and everything like that so you talk about like he has a line where he say um he say something like oh uh, after the funeral we get together eat the same food that killed the person that we went to the funeral for Ooh. and it was just like oh like so it was expensive jeans it's, it's gonna cost you something yeah you know what i'm saying so then he has a song um, Sweet You is yes. about um, him getting married again. And in the song, he said, man, I swore I would never do this again. He said, here it is. I have a ring on my hand. And I'm like, it's just his his content. It's just he, he it's, hit a level of vulnerability. It's vulnerability. He's always been a very vulnerable writer. Yeah. You know, that's what I loved about him. But with this one, it was just like how he approached it. It was just like. He was there, yeah. and it and, it, and it, what I said would make you think about Jay Z. They're making it okay along with Royce the Five Nine and Black Thought. Yeah, 
to grow in hip hop. Yeah. Because you know sometimes they make you feel like hip hop is just such a young man sport. Yeah. That unless you not at us, if you ain't hit it at twenty five, then you pretty much yeah you peaked and that's it. But what Jay Z and them did, because Jay Z started at twenty seven, so yeah. he was already a grown grown man. Um, but they're letting you know like, yo, I still have something to talk about after marriage. Let me, let me rap to y'all young boys about what marriage is. Yeah. Now, I just lost my dad, and I realized this hit me. Like, yo, my dad died of this, and then we eating the same thing he died from. Yeah. I'm going to rap about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, everything. And then on top of that, what made it even great, Fonte dropped the album, and the little brother had a reunion to get back together. So, I'm just hyped. Just good. In a good place. And if y'all don't know, Little Brother is one of my favorite rap groups ever. Y'all, y'all little brother. Woo. I'm about yeah. to, I'm trying to get what's the name of that album? The Minstrel Show on vinyl. That's gonna be the next pickup for me. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But Fonte, no news is good news. So and let's get to number one. Should we just count it down and just say it together? <laughs> no, no, wait, because I don't think what if okay, hold on, hold I, on. I bet I know what your number one is. Cause your number one's my number one. PJ Wharton's Unplugged. Unplugged. <laughs> Unplugged. <laughs> Lie. Unplugged. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Gumbo Unplugged by PJ Morton. Number Ladies one. and gentlemen, that's the best album of 2018. Number one. That's number one, hands down, period. It's nominated for three Grammys. Just listen to it. Went on, like, what, two world tours or whatever? Hit us with Two a, and a half. Two and a half. Because they did that Christmas thing. Come on now. And I went to that mug, and a mug was boss. Dang, I realized I saw PJ Morton twice this year. I saw him twice this last I year. Him, I saw him for Gumbo. And then Gumbo Unplugged with the Amores. Hey, let me tell y'all something right now. I got that joint on vinyl. If y'all don't... If if there's any album you should listen to, it is Gumbo Unplugged. That sounds like soulful music, bro. On the vinyl, bro. That's like just some like fried... That sounds like another plate of... uh, That sounds like a Skulls at Roscoe's, bro. Bruh. Just a two waffles, three wings with a side of smothered potatoes. Come on now. That's that a good stick sunset. to your bones music. Yeah, that's my like parents that. like that album. That sounds like a skull. My bro. lady likes that album and she likes ratchet music, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Put that out there for the people and everything. Try it. Yeah, that sounds like Roscoe. That's good. Like nah, it's not it's better than Roscoe's. It's mom's home cooking bro, type of music. That sounds like Eminem's. You feel what I'm saying? It's that R and R soul food. It's brother. that just a veggie plate. Great music. You know, I had a homie who said something crazy to me. That's not even. That's not even do that. Yeah, let's know because no, we won't let PJ have his moment. You know what I'm saying? Because he said something crazy, and I said, you know what, you're right. You're right. You're not even gonna do that. Let PJ have his moment. But check this out, though. That album. <laughs> that album, though. Fire. Fire. Chris just got introduced to it and was like, oh my God, it's about to make me cry. He was like, bro, welcome. Welcome to the family. Fuego. Bruh. Fuego. I mean, I put my coworkers on to it. It's just an amazing album, man. It's an amazing album. Just, yo, get it for yourself. Please. Like, that's something you want to buy. Fellas, trust us. Put that joint on with your lady. Take a nice little ride. And just take a ride to the beach, homie. Just get take a and take the scenic route. Get get your little Baskin Robbins on Come the way. On, man. Take, afters. Get afters. Get afters. Get afters. Let's take cook, it up. A little cookie monster. Yeah, get a cookie monster. Take it up a notch. You know, give her that gourmet status. Don't give her the baskets. Give her the gourmet ice cream. You with know what I'm handles. saying? With some exclusive. Oh. 
give her some handles. Just take a long ride, scenic route to the beach. If you got a sunroof, take advantage of it. Take advantage of the sunroof if and not, let that just thing make sure play. You got a nice little window. Just come on, man. Hold her hand. You know what I'm saying? Don't let her touch the radio while it's on. Just you know? just, and just sing. Just sing first began. Lip sing first began come to on, her. Come on, man. You know just what I'm look, saying? Look her in the eyes and sing first began. And then if like, and if you see a hater on the side, you wondering what you playing because it ain't the Migos and I'm just say nah, Rick. Nah, Rick. You know what I'm saying? You got to listen to the album to get it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yes. Hey, look, PJ Morton concerts are like a family affair. It really is. It is a family reunion. It's like a family affair. It's like, you're going to see the same people in your in your community, right? Where, no matter what city. If you is, He's like a musician's musician. Literally. So he's you're an gonna, artist artist now. He's an artist artist, basically. You're going to see the same people at these concerts because, like, that's what we do. So I want you to join the family. You know what I'm saying? Go to a concert and tell PJ that we sent you. Yeah. The AZs and Rupus podcast. Raynell J. Davis. Chris ain't even made it yet. We're trying to get Chris to be welcomed into the family. You know what I'm saying? I went to the last concert. My co-worker was there. You know what I mean? One of my former co-workers was there. We met up there. It's a good old time. It's just a great. Warren Campbell was there. Erica Campbell. Because isn't Warren uh, PJ's mentor? Yeah, it's just so many people was there, bro. It was just it's good old times. Couldn't blow unplugged, our number one album of the year. Let's go. So, bruh. Hey. So, uh, new new, new day, new beginnings, February? Let me ask you a question yes, real quick before we go. Was there any album that disappointed you in 2018? Nah, not really. There was one that disappointed you. Share. <laughs> I don't know if I want to share it. Should it? Share it off, off, offline. I'll share it, it offline because I don't want to. You ain't going to do that on the podcast. But it was one. But I would say this, though. It wasn't like it was bad or nothing like that. It's just that it wasn't what I thought it was. I will throw this album out as an honorable mention. I forgot to because I was super late on it. Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles. Mm. Yeah, you just put me on that recently, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is our album's top two album Top 10 albums of 2018 in our honorable mentions. Real quick, I want to give y'all, because I'm a movie head, too. Sure. Let me give y'all my favorite movies of the year. I'm going to give you top 10. These are just favorite movies of the year. Uh, The Hate You Give. Dope. Okay. Probably going to make you cry. It's going to piss you off and make you cry at the same time. Yeah. Very intense movie, but so, so good. Game Night. Hilarious movie. Like, if you're looking for a comedy, like... That mug is guts. You I know what I'm saying? It's that comedy comedy. It's comedy comedy. Like, it, it was surprisingly good and just just hilarious. Mission Impossible. I'm not going to lie to you, ladies and gentlemen. That's probably one of the best action movies I've ever seen. I don't know why Tom Cruise is the crazy as he is. I know it's because of the Scientology. But the stuff he's doing, I don't, want, it's, I don't know what's going on in his head. So, the Scientology got him tripping. But Mission Impossible, fire. Black Klansman, fire. That movie also will piss you off, make you laugh at the same time. Very dope. Um, the movie Upgrade, it's fire, sci-fi thriller, super dope. It'll have you thinking. Uh, a mystery called Searching, that was intense. Gonna have you tripping. And it's the dope way they shot it, because they shoot it from the perspective of you being on the computer screen. But the dude is actually looking for his daughter, and you see it, everything he does cell phone very dope uh black panther of course wakanda forever 
We did a whole episode on it, ladies and gentlemen. It is what it is. Quiet Place. Let me tell you something right now, ladies and gentlemen. I go to the movies for experiences. That was an experience. Couple experiences I had. Black Panther at the theater, the times I went, was an experience. Because we was in there and we was Wakanda out. It was an experience, right? A Quiet Place, if you haven't seen the movie, the movie is basically... It was like I said, a quiet place. So it's like silent. Some ninety percent of the movie is silent, because yeah. you know of what happens in the movie. Yeah. When I tell you the intensity and the the amount of anxiety this movie builds and the tension it builds, people was in a the theater literally silent. I'm talking about you can hear somebody crunching on the popcorn how silent it was <laughs> but everybody had this sense of tension look in their face i looked around like it's funny because i went my lady she refuses to see anything other than a comedy right so i was trying to get her to go with me but i sat next to this couple and uh this girl was so into this movie like like her dude tried to ask her she was like shh like you literally was had to whisper like it was an intense movie and I just felt like it was dope it was just dope I thought it should be nominated I thought Emily Blunt should be nominated for an Oscar for her because mm. it was that crazy yeah she like acted her butt out um, being that it was like mostly silent and it's her so it's basically facial expressions and emotions you know amazing flying spotting what I'm telling you if you're creative whoo this movie was dope because it deals with racial tension in a way that I think I've never heard. I've never seen anybody uh, speak about race because it's, it's, it's from the perspective of a dude who gets out of jail mm. who's on parole. He's like, I'm never going to go back. The reason he comes out to find out the reason he went to jail is because of he got in a, he got into a situation along with his white best friend who acts black. So throughout the movie, there's like this tension between them because the white dude that acts black does a lot of like crazy stuff. And the black dude, he doesn't act like that, but he, he you know, it's peer pressure. He does things because it is peer pressure, right? And it's a multicultural class because um, the black dude's girlfriend is like um, Arab, mm. whatever. She's Arab American, but she's Arab, but she's, you know, but you have to see it though because. What, what I love about this movie, bro, like, it's crazy because they incorporate, like, um, rhyming in it. Mm. It's it's super dope. And there's one scene at the end, and the dude is, like, spitting. Like, the dialogue is, like, he's rapping. Ooh, and I'm talking about Emma brought a tear to my eye. I was like, oh, man. Like, it's so dope. It's like... That's probably one of the most creative movies I've seen in years. Yeah. Like, seriously, how they tackled this subject. And it's, it's about racial identity. Yeah. You know, and it's like there's one scene where the somebody, the, they get invited to this um, party. And it's a bunch of different races in a party. But people, everybody's looking at the, the white dude is that black. And the one black dude is like, bro, why are you trying so hard? Just be you. And the black and the white dude who acts black got upset about it. He beat this dude up, and the black dude was like, "Bro," he was basically trying to let him know, like, "You could get off doing the stuff you're doing." 
just by me being with you, they're going to come get me first. So it was like that tension mm. is, is deep. It's mm. deep the way you just have to. It's a movie yeah. I recommend everybody watch. Like Black Klansmen and Blind Spotting, like it's a perfect example of dealing with racial, uh, social issues in two different perspectives. Yeah. Right. Now, the last movie I would say I want everybody to check out is Spider-Man Enter to Spider-Verse. Yeah. That's the best Marvel movie of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Better than, I felt it was better than uh, Avengers. I've been trying to tell everybody to go watch it, and y'all not trying to hear me. When I tell you that probably one of the most perfect superhero movies I've seen. Yeah. It's that dope. Yeah. And the animation is fire. It's just, go see it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Your boy Ray. Should I get movie reviews? I don't know. We'll let you know one day. But uh say do it. Why not? Why not, right? Might just give y'all a little, you know, five minute episode of a movie review that I go see movies. Um the Kevin Hart movie Upside. Heartfelt. Go see it. Word. Dog. Surprise the heck out of me. Word. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny, but it was it's not like uh Kevin Hart over the top slapstick funny is very grounded and relational funny. Got you. So he's like really acting. You yeah. know what I mean? And, Tur- uh, he's turning that corner. He's turned. He's definitely turning that corner. Yeah. And uh, amazing. It was a just man. It was, it's gonna it's gonna touch your heart. It's gonna touch, it's gonna touch your heart. And it's a good clean movie. Got you. It's not like like a typical Kevin Hart where he's doing like a whole bunch of nonsense. nonsense. Now this is a very good clean movie. Good stuff. I definitely recommend going to check that out um but yeah ladies and gentlemen anything else you want to tell the people man have a great year y'all gumbo unplugged number one album of 2018 you know we had a totally different list but we came to the same conclusion what does that tell you ladies and gentlemen you can't deny a goat go you can't deny a goat you feel me now i don't know what's gonna happen between a goat and a ram but we're gonna figure that out on the next episode yeah you dig so i'm gonna leave y'all like i always leave y'all God never told us to figure them out, ladies and gentlemen. He just told us. He just told us to trust them. Yeah. Boom. We out.